Ministry Bits, episode 028, recorded January 2nd, 2015. Tech Resolutions. Ministry Bits is brought to you by Adventures in Ministry, the one-stop shop for all the resources that you could possibly imagine, from podcasts to lessons to game ideas. You can find it at adventuresinministry.com. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash ministrybits. Follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash ministrybits. Show notes for this episode can be found at chatl.co slash mbits slash 028. Good morning, afternoon, or evening. You may delete as appropriate whenever and however you are listening. We are proud that you have joined us here on the 28th episode of Ministry Bits. Happy New Year. It is 2015, the year of metal hats and upside-down Pepsi-Cola bottles and hoverboards. I love all the Back to the Future Part 2 jokes. Love it. I'm loving every minute of it. And I think that we'll see hoverboards by the end of the year. Call me crazy. Consumer Electronics Show is just around the corner. I'm just saying. Anyway, welcome to the show. We're um, going to talk about tech resolutions today. And we have we had a little bit of time off during December. We had a, a I had a bunch of stuff to do. And you know how it is in December. You don't have time to listen to podcasts. And I don't have time to make them. But we are going to endeavor. And I have said this before, but New Year's resolution. We're going to endeavor to be more consistent and put out a show every single week. And if we're not going to put out a show that week, we want to let you know uh, on the previous show so that you won't be expecting one. But if you're subscribing, I would invite you to uh, go to iTunes and uh, check out the show. If you've liked the show, if you've listened to the show before, it's been going for about a year now. We've got about 30 episodes to show for it. Um, And it's been going very, very well. And I've gotten a lot of great comments, but put those comments in, uh, type them out and put them in an iTunes review because that will actually really really help the show. I know you don't think, you may not think that's a, that's a big deal, but uh, according to a lot of people, that actually really does help ranking, helps searchability, helps people find the podcast because there's a ton of podcasts out there, you know, probably 90% of podcasts nobody knows about. And it's only the top 10% that really people know about. So we'd like to edge ourselves about there into the top 15 or 10% to see if we could get uh, some regular listeners and followers and subscribe on your podcatcher. That really helps. But uh, going to iTunes, physically going to iTunes or rating it in iTunes on your phone uh, will be absolutely beneficial. So we would really appreciate you doing that and leaving a comment there if you like the show. If you didn't like the show, email me. <laughs> give us, if you don't give us one star because you, because I had one bad show, uh, give us five stars. And if you don't give us five stars, give us four. And if you don't give us four, then email me. <laughs> anyway. But we thank you in advance for doing that so much. And we are um, happy to be here with you in 2015. And we're going to talk about some tech resolutions here in 2015. And there are three things that I'm going to talk about three things today that you need to do, absolutely need to do this new year. Okay. Number one, absolutely important. You may already be doing it in some respects. You may not be consistent with doing this. But the tech resolution number one that I want to go with with to start off the show here is back up your stuff. 
And what I mean by that is back up everything on your computer. You need to be backing up your important documents. You need to be backing up your photos. You need to be, we're going to talk about photos. Photos is actually the, the last of the three tech resolutions. We're going to talk about that in a minute, but you need to be backing up your stuff. Uh, how many times, okay, let me, let me go this route. 10 or 15 years ago, you could have gotten away with not backing up your computer. Um, digital photos and uh, smartphone cameras were not all that great and they weren't quite common yet and we still used paper for stuff. And and with the exception of a few things, our lives were not yet totally on our computers. Our lives were not digital. Uh, you fast forward 15 years, 2015, and we are here with portable, portable computers basically in our pockets. Uh, we have, some of you have thousands of digital photos on your phone that you have not uh offload you haven't even you've never plugged up your iphone to your to your computer um a great way to just back up your phone on your computer is download iTunes. you know apple may have made the biggest mistake that they ever could make by making you not plug up the phone because you plugging up the phone got you in the habit of actually hey i need to plug this thing up you know once a week not just to charge it in the wall but i need to plug it up to my computer and back it up Back up your stuff means back up your devices as well. And do not trust iCloud. Do not trust uh, Android, uh, Google backup services. Because if you, the minute you depend on them, they will fail you. Now, probably nine or eight, eight or nine times out of ten, they will work absolutely fantastically. Uh, you'll have the you'll you'll have some dreaded event happen you'll drop your phone in a, in a toilet or something and and your phone will be completely fried you'll go get a new one you'll hit the backup thing and all your apps come back on there all your services come back on there all your passwords are restored and your photos are there and you're like oh hallelujah thank you so much that i was able to do that but you cannot depend on that to happen so that what that means is that you need to be backing up your phone now for iPhones i don't know about android phones uh, you can back them up through google but for iPhones, it's as simple as downloading the most recent version of iTunes on your computer, uh, downloading the most recent version of iOS on your iOS device, whether that's an iPad or an iPhone, and then plugging it up to your iTunes. And iTunes will come up. It'll say, do you want to back up this phone? Blah, blah, blah. Yes, yes, yes. And you hit it, and it backs it up. And it doesn't just back up the apps, and it doesn't just back up your photos. It backs up everything, your settings, your services, uh, the way you have your apps configured on your phone, uh, what order you have them in on your home screen, everything. So I would invite you once or twice a month, uh, make an effort to back up your phone on your machine. And then on your computer, what you'll need to be doing now is backing up. Now, very few of us make backups. Uh, we live in a digital world and very few of us are making a backup. I cannot tell you how many times last year uh, somebody came up to me, and, and several of them were actually college students. My computer crashed. What do I do? And I'm like, do you have a backup? Answer was always no. It's so, they've made it so simple to do backups today that you can restore from those backups in a really great way. So one, listen to this statistic, one out of every two computer users, which is 50%, which is basically everyone, uh, Half of the people in the world will have a negative computer event in their lives every single year. So in 2015, half of you listening to this show will have a negative computer event. Now, whether that's a you dropped it and you broke it, 
you put it on the top of your car and you drove off with it. Yes, I've, I've heard of that many times, iPads as well, many times. Um, a negative computer event doesn't have to involve your computer being destroyed, but it just has, hey, you have a hard drive failure. You don't think a solid state drive versus a spinning hard drive, you don't think a solid state drive can fail? It can. And sometimes when they fail, they fail really, really worse, and you can't recover the data. So that can mean a computer crashing, a hard drive uh, failing, uh, some natural disaster like a flood or a fire taking out your digital devices. You've got to be prepared for this. And the cardinal rule with backups is that you need to have three backups of every machine. Okay. Uh, what I do is a strategy of a one plus one plus one kind of deal. I do one physical backup that's on a physical external hard drive that I have here in the office. I do one online backup using a service like Carbonite or Backblaze, both of which are very, very good. Backblaze, I would say, uh, edges out a little bit in usability and, and user friendliness. And, um, and they're very, very cheap. Five, ten bucks a month will get you a full backup of everything on your computer plus anything connected to your computer, such as an external hard drive. So you can literally have a backup of your backup of your backup. How, how cool would that be? It's like an Inception backup. So and then I do a one plus one plus one. One physical backup, one online backup, and then one off-site backup. Now my off-site backup, I usually don't do but about every three to four months. But I do an off-site backup. I'll clone a hard drive and I'll put it at the house. I'll have my physical backup in the office with me. So if anything happens at the office or if anything happens at the house, I've got, a, I've got something. I will have something there uh, as a backup. And, uh, I really, you know, you have no excuse for backups these days because they're, the hard drives are getting so, so cheap. Uh, Seagate Slim, Seagate makes a really uh, nice hard drive called the Seagate Slim. It's about 90 bucks on Amazon, two terabytes. This thing is absolutely tiny. It's, it's tinier and skinnier than one of those little moleskin notebooks. It, it really is one of the little full size leather ones. It's a really, really great old fit. It could fit in your back pocket. It's about as big as your wallet, big and thick as your wallet, maybe a thin wallet. Um, for Mac, there's a there you can use the built-in time machine. I've heard some unreliable things about time machine not being able to restore from a time machine backup on another machine. So I would not use that exclusively, but what I would use is a hard drive cloning tool that's free called Super Duper. And it's really, really great. You can make an exact copy, basically a clone of your hard drive at that state. Say you did it this afternoon, you would have an exact bootable copy of your hard drive. And the only thing is that you do need to have a, full, a hard drive that's at least as big as your hard drive on your computer and make sure that you have enough space on it. Not Actually, I'm incorrect about that. Don't make sure you have enough space. Make sure there's nothing on it because you will have to reformat it to make it a bootable copy uh, for that. So that's not incredibly bad, but you can actually make that into an image as well. So you can actually... Uh, make, it's a, basically a snapshot of your computer, and you can store that image. Now, that if your computer has 200 gigabytes worth of data on there, that image is going to be 200 gigabytes uh, large. That's going to be a file. That's basically a snapshot of your computer. So that's what I do that. And you can actually use a Windows backup utility that's built right into Microsoft uh, Windows. And uh, it has gotten a little bit simpler to use that with Windows 7 and a little bit more simpler to use that with Windows 8. Um you need to be backing up important files and documents once a week. You need to be uh, cleaning out things. You know, take this new year as an opportunity to clean things out. Don't wait for spring to start cleaning stuff. 
Uh, at the first of every year, you need to be doing a big house cleaning of your computer. Uh, you need to go in there and see what is taking up space. There's excellent utilities for that on the Mac. Uh, one is Space Gremlin. It actually lets you visualize the blocks and how big they are of how what is what data is taking up which. Uh, you wonder why you've only got 10 gigabytes of free space on your 256 gigabyte hard drive. Well, it'll show you exactly what's taking up the space. And Gemini is also really great. It's, it's really, really great for getting rid of duplicates. Uh, both of those are available in the Mac App Store. Space Gremlin's really cheap. Gemini, not so much. It's about uh, five or ten bucks, I believe, but it is very, very much well worth it. So I would not only back up, but I would take this opportunity to do a spring cleaning and clean off your computer as well. And, you know, there's always the, the, the what am I trying to say, urban myths or whatever that if you have more free space on your computer and your computer doesn't have such, you know, clogged up stuff or it doesn't have stuff everywhere, then it'll perform better. I don't believe that. I think the computer performs the exact same way, uh, even if you have files scattered everywhere or not. But uh, the simple fact is, is that you feel, <laughs> it's funny, but you feel like it performs better. Uh, you really do. So every year, try to do that. And you'll be on your well, well on your way to making sure that you uh, have success with your computer here in 2015. So don't be, don't let 2015 be the year that you have lost everything. Um, don't let, don't let something happen. And you say, man, I listened to Chad's show. I listened to all these other people, the, the tech guy in my church that told me to do a backup and I didn't do it. Uh, you know what? If you don't want to do all this stuff, here's some advice. Go buy you a very, very cheap 32 gigabyte flash drive and back up your most cherished photos and videos, back up your most important files and documents and just keep making sure that those are backed up. If you're not going to do a full backup of your computer, at least make sure the very, very important stuff uh, is not lost. Uh, and find a service like Evernote or Simple Note or any of these other uh, cloud syncing, note taking services. Uh, you can throw pretty much everything in Evernote. You can throw PDFs into Evernote. You can throw pictures into Evernote. Uh, I know people that use Evernote as a picture backup service. Now, I wouldn't recommend that, but at least that's better than nothing. So if you have a service that you need that you want to use, um, do that. So here's the thing. I'm going to, I'm going to kind of go over some guidelines here for backing up. And I know I'm spending a lot of time on backup, but it is undoubtedly the most important tech resolution, uh, that you can have. It's a, it's a very, very, uh, it's, it's in first place. It really is. First, you need to identify your needs. If you're a grandparent and you have a bunch of documents to keep up with, but not a lot of photos or, photos or videos, uh, if you're an old older minister, I guess, that doesn't have a lot of stuff uh, that you that you don't have a lot of photos and videos, you probably don't need a RAID storage array with 10 terabytes of storage. You probably don't need that. But if you're on the other hand, like me, and you have small children and a wife that documents their every move, you may need a two terabyte drive, or I've got three two terabyte drives sitting here on my desk, and all of them are at least half full of either backups or photos. My wife generates on average 30 gigabytes of photos and videos every single month. Do you know how I know that? Well, every month I offload her phone and her phone is a 32 gigabyte phone. Unbelievable. So we've got a lot of stuff. Now, you could be very vigilant about that and spend hours every month 
sifting through that and deleting duplicate photos or deleting bad or blurry photos or photos that you know you won't ever use or videos that you know you won't ever use. But the same thing is you won't. So you need to back up everything. And so those are things that you cannot get back. Those are, those are memories. Those are almost sacred things uh, that you cannot get back. Uh, determine the size of your computer and the devices. If you have a 500 gigabyte hard drive on your main laptop uh, and you have uh, an external drive that's 250 gigabytes, you need to upgrade. Um, if you have a 64 gigabyte phone and uh, you have, uh, you're trying to back it up onto a flash drive, it's not going to work. Uh, in fact, I don't even know how you would do that. I don't know why I said that, but you need to make copies, just like I said, of all your important stuff, your documents, your photos, your videos, uh, and you need to have them on a separate hard drive that you update on a regular basis. And even if that's a flash drive, you need to update that on a uh, weekly break basis. And you know, I would, if you want to go an extra step with this, you can get a waterproof and fireproof safe that you can put these things in for extra security. We, my wife and I have one at home. Um, you can utilize some off-site services like Dropbox and Google Drive to back up the incredibly important stuff as, as kind of have a last resort kind of backup. I would not trust those services because sometimes uh, I love Dropbox, but I have heard horror stories about people uh, getting stuff, Dropbox just deleting their stuff randomly. You know, it's, it's, it's crazy. I haven't heard about that in a while, but you know. So there's some photo backup services and you know what, I'll just leave that for the tech resolution number three, because we're going to talk, talk about it. But, and the last thing on backups, just make it happen. Uh, just do it. Uh, just be like Nike, just do it. Because if you have to write it on a calendar or put it in your reminders on your phone or, or, or something, make sure that you're doing backups on your computer uh, so that you know exactly what it is that you've got there and what you need to, to do. You need to make it happen. Just do it. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm very, very sick of hearing people saying, well, I don't have a backup. Well, you really, really, really should. Okay. So I have beat you over the head with backups. So let's move on to another topic. Tech resolution number two, stop using the same passwords for everything. Just, just stop because everybody does it. Even I do it. Uh, even I do it, even though I have a, a really great app that I use, and I'll tell you about that in a minute, to, to manage my passwords, to make unique passwords that integrates with my browser on my computer and my phone, it, it's still, I still end up using the same passwords for a few different sites. You need to stop using the same password, and here's why. If someone were to break into one of your accounts... Matt Honan, uh, read his article in Wired about one or two years ago. Uh, he had an extremely simple password for his Gmail, his Facebook or Amazon or something like that. And they all had the same password. And this was a guy that worked for a, a huge tech magazine. And he got all of his stuff hacked. Uh, if someone were to break into one of your accounts, say your email, they would have they would literally have access to everything. Because then they could go to your bank and request a change of password and they could get the change of password and go back to your email and then change the password. And then you wouldn't, you would be locked out of your bank account. Uh, the same goes for credit cards, accounts and email, uh, eBay, excuse me, Amazon, uh, even more important stuff, maybe like, a, I say not more important stuff, but stuff like your iCloud and Google play account, they could wipe your phone 
and they could even wipe your computer. Um, I've got two things today that you can do to make it very, very exponentially harder for someone to compromise your digital life. Number one, you can use two-factor authentication. Now, this is a super good way to keep pretty much anybody uh, from from getting it. The only way that somebody could, well, I say the only way, one of the only ways that someone could break this for you, the two-factor authentication, is if somebody actually had your physical phone and your physical computer. So they're probably not going to be able to break into your accounts because you have to have another device to authorize it. Now, there's a free app on iOS and Android called Google Authenticator. You can generate random app-specific passwords. Uh, Google and Apple now both now offer this. It's called two-factor or two-step authentic- authentication. And you can add, it's basically a whole other layer of security. And it works like this. You must have a device on the account that you physically have access to when some unauthorized request access, you must approve it. So even when you're trying to tie a service to, say, Facebook or Google, it's going to pop up something on your phone saying, do you want to approve this? Because you just requested this or someone just requested this. Uh, You can Google Authenticator is the app you can use for Google Google services. Uh, You can go to apple.com and enable it in your uh, iCloud account. It's really easy. They make it really easy to use. Uh, It may be a little bit cumbersome, especially when you're signing up for a new service or when you're re-logging back into a a new phone or something like that. But to be honest, it it offers a whole other great level of protection. Uh, and the second, like I would highly recommend, uh, even if you if you decide not to do two-factor authentication, at least have different passwords. Use an app. Um, LastPass is a free kind of uh, version of this. LastPass is is kind of on browsers. It's on Google Chrome and Firefox and Safari. It's okay. They don't really have great mobile apps uh, for that. But one that I want to recommend is One um, Password. Um, 1Password is a little bit pricey. It's about, uh, I think it's $4.99 on iOS. Actually, that's not pricey at all. But on the Mac App Store, I think it's $19.99. And you can have the app on your laptop and on your mobile phone. They actually have it available for Android now, which is fantastic. It has great design. It has a secure notes feature. You can actually have encrypted secure notes on your 1Password app. Uh, they actually let you use the Touch ID on your uh, iPhones and the fingerprint scanners on various other Android phones to access uh, the your vault. They call it your vault, your one password vault. And your what it does is it it's a pa- it's basically a password manager, but it's also uh, a way to store your passwords. You can search your passwords. You can have every single account that you have as a unique password, and you'll never have to remember them because all you've got to do is have your thumbprint. Or have a master password instead. If you don't have a thumbprint scanner, just have a simple master password to your. Uh, I say simple. You need to have a good master password to your one password account, and then you can uh, go in there and see all of you can do all sorts of great things uh, with this app. And you can generate up to thirty character hex thing. I mean, absolutely crazy, crazy passwords, and you don't have to remember any of them because all you got to do is go into the app. Type in your master password, hit the uh, copy button, copy it to your web browser, and they even make some really great web browser extensions if you have the desktop app in, installed. 
and it's really, really great. So I would give one password a try. They're on pretty much all platforms and uh, it's really, really great. So you need to not use the same passwords. Now, tech resolution number three. As I take a drink here. Tech resolution number three, you need to take charge of your photos. And this has a lot to do with, um, with backups. You need to be backing up your photos first of all. But at the same time, photo management has become something that has gone completely crazy and out of hand. Um, one of the disasters in my tech life is photos. It's not, it's not necessarily my own because I'm pretty, I'm pretty okay with my own, but it's my wife's. And I told you my wife um, generates a lot of data, a lot of photos and videos every single month. Uh, and that's because we have two kids. We have two small kids. And uh, it's incredibly important for us to do that. And my wife, she loves iPhoto. And um, iPhoto is problematic in a lot of different ways. Um, one, she had 25,000 photos in, in iPhoto. 75 gigabytes worth of photos in iPhoto. That was the first problem because iPhoto was not never built to handle that amount of photos. Uh, and it crashes uh, constantly. It's, it's slow. It's, it, it lags a lot. Uh, Apple is actually this, hopefully earlier, early this year, has a dedicated photos app that they are working on. Uh, they've actually discontinued their very popular Aperture photo editing suite. And uh, they're going to basically combine a lot of things uh, with Aperture into the Photos app. So there's no longer going to be iPhoto. Just a side note there. But my wife loved to use iPhoto, and and it got really really cumbersome. And it's a it it's just not stable enough to work with. And what I've proposed to her, and what I've started using currently, is a kind of a three pronged approach for uh, approach for management and a system of backups. Um, believe it or not, the first application I use is Dropbox. Now, before you say I don't have enough room on my Dropbox, just listen for a second, because I, I actually pay for Dropbox 10 bucks a month, and I have 100 gigabytes um, on Dropbox. Uh, Dropbox is great for having a backup of important files, uh, just like we've talked about, but it's, a, it's not a repository for big files like photos and videos. And Dropbox does have a really dandy photo upload feature. They have a new app called Carousel that uh, will auto-upload um, screenshots and photos from directly from your phone. Uh, you can enable it on the app on the desktop, both on Mac and Windows, and you can use that to download your photos from your devices, whether it's an Android phone, an iPhone, an SD card from your DSLR, whatever it is. Um, your photos don't have to stay within your Dropbox folder. In fact, uh, I'd recommend that you would move them promptly. Uh, because you'll run out of space fast. But the photo upload feature has its advantages, okay? I, I'd use the application and the, the utility, not necessarily the storage part of it. Kind of cheat a little bit. Uh, one, you can categorize your folders, uh, your photos and videos based upon the event titles by the day and the month folders. And two, you can pick and choose and delete uh, as you clean out and import. And I talked about that before, but if you just really quickly go in there and, and look at this, you can actually find uh, the ones that you want to use and the ones that you or the ones that you want to keep and the ones that you don't want to keep. And then three, all your photos go to the same place. Uh, four, you can move your photos around easily and move them from your favorite editing program or social network. Uh, all those different things. 
the next kind of approach that I use is an app. And, and I imagine that I'll probably use the uh, built-in Photos app when it comes out. It'll probably be in addition to uh, Yosemite. It'll probably be in addition to iOS when it comes out. But I imagine that I'll use that and I'll use some sort of iCloud backup or iCloud sync uh, with that. But I'm still not using any kind of iCloud thing for photos. Uh, if you're using iCloud stuff for photos, then more power to you. I've heard people with great success with it. I've heard people that it just didn't work. So, but I used to use this app called Loom and uh, Loom is good, but it just didn't really do what I wanted it to do. I, I have actually turned to Flickr. Uh, Flickr gives you, get this, a thousand gigabytes of storage space. Uh, a terabyte, basically. They give you a terabyte of storage space uh, to store your photos. Uh, right there. That's a great photo backup solution. And, and their uh, iOS apps and Android apps are actually really good looking. The the web interface, eh, it's all right. But uh, if you've got to upload photos from your computer, it's a really, really great service. And they recently, I say recently, about a year ago they did that. And uh, it's a really great service, and Flickr is just outstanding, in my opinion. Uh, you can do a lot of things with Flickr. You can um, you can share uh, to different social networks through Flickr. The only downside to Flickr is that they want you to have a dedicated Yahoo account, uh, which I have never had a Yahoo account. So I basically had to sign up for a Yahoo account and uh, put my Flickr uh, username and stuff on there. You used to be able to sign in with Google and Facebook, and now they really don't want you, they really discourage you from doing that. They still let you do it, but they're actually going to discontinue that later. So Flickr is actually a really great service. They have a great iOS app. Um, it's important to have uh, an off-site backup, especially of your photos, whether that's on a server or through Amazon's S3 or all your photos backed up on an app or through Google, it's incredibly important to have some redundancy because hard drives can fail, backup services can fail, you need to have several copies of very important photos. So I would almost make an album, like a separate album, and make copies of your photos, your most important and cherished photos uh, and videos, to a folder. Uh, and I would put that folder and I'd make several copies of that folder on several different hard drives and maybe even back them up to Google Drive or uh, S3 or whatever um, service that you use. So uh, Flickr is my choice for that. And uh, photo management really is all over the place because uh, it, it's just a very, very hard thing to do. But that is my final tech resolution uh, for the year. So um, if you've got a ton of stuff uh, that you would, if, if your computer, just last thought here, if your phone fell out of your out of your car going 75 miles an hour down the road, would you be okay? Uh, if your computer got struck by lightning and got everything got fried on it and you couldn't get anything off of it, would you be okay? Uh, aside from the monetary cost of a new device and a new computer, would you be okay? And if you cannot answer that question, if you cannot say a firm, yes, I have my stuff backed up and it's current. See, that's the problem. Your stuff may be backed up, but it may be a two-year-old backup. Oh, yeah, I got my stuff backed up, but it's like two years old. My oldest backup, I made one on New Year's Day of my computer. My oldest backup is two days old. So that is an entire backup of my, of my computer. My oldest device backup was... Right after Christmas, I took a ton of photos at Christmas time, 
and I backed up my device to my computer, which was backed up to my thing. It's very important. So take charge of your photos, clean out your stuff, make backups, stop using the same passwords. That is my tech resolutions, tech uh, decisions, tech uh, advice, whatever you want to call it for 2014. Excuse me. It's not 2014. It's 2015, right? Uh, 2015. First show of 2015. Anyway, we've uh, really enjoyed having you today. Hopefully this has helped you out, uh, whether you're a minister or just a regular listener and involved in tech or whether you're a parent, grandparent, uh, minister's wife, anything. Uh, Just let us know how you feel. Leave us a a recommendation there on iTunes. We would love to hear from you. And uh, we try to keep our shows 30 minutes or less. And we got pretty close to that day. So I'd say it's a successful day. So let's uh, have a word of prayer and then we will end our podcast for today. Dear Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful day that you have blessed us with. Thank you so much for this wonderful new year. Thank you that we can live another year, that we can live another day to serve you. Lord, please help us to use this technology. Help us to use these things that we have, these tools in our life, to better prepare us, to better uh, equip us to do your work. Help us to further your kingdom in ways using this technology that Previous generations have never been able to use. Help us to use it responsibly. Help us to use it efficiently. Help us to use it smartly. Lord, please help us in whatever leadership positions we're in, whether that's where, whether we're parents or grandparents or ministers and elders in our churches. Help us to be uh, the leaders that we know that we can be to serve you, Lord. We thank you so much for Jesus. We thank you so much for his sacrifice, and it's in his name that we pray this prayer. Amen. Again, thank you so much for joining us. It has been my pleasure. We will be back on a consistent basis, and I have been promising you that iOS and Android show where I moved to an Android phone, and I didn't tell anybody about it because I went right back to an iPhone two weeks later, and I will tell everybody about it and how embarrassing it was because I was so happy and proud to be on Android, and then it just kind of caved in on me. So we will talk about that, I promise, in the next episode. And this has been episode 28 of Ministry Bits. You can find our show notes at, episode, at uh, excuse me, chadl.co slash mbits slash 028. We're happy to start the new year off with you. You go out and you have a blessed week and a happy new year.